Okay. You right, Andrew? The Many Hello. Things Podcast. I wanted to start talking about, um, this was back in 2020. Trump asked his, uh, his officials in the White House when he was president whether China could uh, manufacture hurricanes and be sending hurricanes at the US. Trump demanded to know if China had developed a hurricane gun and whether using it would constitute an act of war. It was almost too stupid for words, one source told from the magazine. He, he, he thought Trump was being serious and wasn't joking. So basically, Trump was asking whether China had the uh, capabilities to make a, a weather weapon. This is back in like 2020. Right, and this article in the Times is kind of mocking it. But you see this other one I sent, you know, the one from The Guardian? Yeah. This is dated. Do you think, uh, to, from, yeah, this article's from 2020. And it's the saying, other one, mm-hmm. the other ones, yeah, the Guardian ones, uh, two years earlier. It's 2018, is it? No, it's 2020, the Guardian one. The Times one is 2020, is like this, like a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. But basically, the, yeah, the Guardian one is saying, China is planning a rapid expansion of its weather modification program to cover an area more than one and a half times the size of India. Its move is likely to raise concern among the country's neighbours. The decision announced by the cabinet on Wednesday night would increase fivefold the world's biggest cloud seeding operation, which already employs 35,000 people. What do you think of that? Yeah, in I remember on... Like a lot of people dismiss these things as like conspiracy theories, but I remember even on Top Gear once, they did on like a really small scale, there was this nuclear power um, station and because it makes loads of um, water vapor as a byproduct, like they filmed the, the power station emitting all the water vapor. And then like a few minutes later, there was a, like a massive burst of rain. So you can, although that wasn't like deliberate weather modification, you can influence the weather like quite easily. And although Trump, um, they dismissed what Trump was saying as, um, what was it? It was uh, too stupid for words. Mm. Uh, Not really. Yeah, and because China is so secretive, if this is what we know about them, there's probably lots of things we don't know about this weather modification thing. Well, exactly. The problem is if they keep, like, if they were, although they do it, they say they're doing it for, like, internal, um, to influence, like, their internal, like, regional weather. system. you're not ecosystem weather cycle, yeah. Yeah, yeah. if they, like, if it goes and disrupts other countries and causes droughts and stuff, then that can be seen as a sign of aggression, even if it was accidental. Oh, for sure. And here's the thing, like you mentioned accidental, they can put the clouds into the atmosphere, but the clouds go whichever way the wind goes. So yeah. How, how do you stop them? How do you stop this extra rain crossing the border? And what if, say so you had a neighbor to your east and you knew 
that you got real strong winds that went from uh, west to east, right? Like a wind, a wind kind of pattern thing in the sky. Then you could just be producing, pumping out clouds, right? To near it, knowing that it's going to get taken over, you know? Yeah, it's not, I don't think it's good news for anyone, really. No, but here's the thing. It's, it's not like it's a new phenomenon, this uh, weather altercation. Because look, the, um, the uh, US have been doing it since the Vietnam War. During the Vietnam War, they did a thing where they, um, yeah, where they, where they did this, this cloud seeding over there. Like it's, it's been around and that was what, how many years ago was that, 50 years ago? Yeah. Yeah, I think they've been trying to do these things for like ages, but obviously it's more advanced now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And we, yeah, like you're right, we don't know how advanced it is. So I'm just trying to, oh, there we go. And a lot of the time it is America starting these things and then other countries start doing them. Well, yeah, their levels of research is really, really high, you know, as being one of the most developed countries in the world, you have great academic institutions and like the best innovation comes from people that go to the best universities, like most of the time, do you think? Yeah. So basically the US have just been the biggest for so long. They're so smart, so they're gonna have incredible technology, but the UK is all right as well, you know? technology was and like yeah. our, our level of research think of cambridge and oxford yeah that's true we have like a lot of the best universities in the world mm, we have some seriously strong and when i was listening to this uh lecturer talk he was saying how our rate of like scientific innovation is really good in the uk but our ability to convert that into successful startups isn't very good compared to like most of Europe and America. Yeah, that's true. That is true. And also countries like America and China have the advantage of numbers. Like our population compared to them isn't that, like is quite small. So in America, they just have so much manpower and in China as well. So they can build, they can build so much in a short amount of time. Whereas here we just research things, but it, it doesn't go anywhere because they can't really they don't build the things that they're researching mm -hmm. oh for sure do you want to know a um crazy statistic in terms of engineers the china versus the us okay Various articles in the popular media, speeches by policymakers and reports to Congress have stated that the United States graduates 70,000 undergraduate engineers every year, whereas the Ch yeah. Chinese graduate 600,000. That is a lot. And here we have a, a short, like in like STEM subjects, we have a shortage in this what country, I think. What are STEM subjects? So oh, that's stupid. It's like science, maths, um, like yeah. technological, like the end, the ones you need for engineering. Oh, in, right. so, in China, they they tend to be better with these things, like from a young age. Here, they don't isn't as encouraged. I think. Oh no, for sure. I think here there's too much of a divide between like the uh, the, the well educated, and then like the wealthy people. 
Before we move on, it's time for an ad break. Today's episode is brought to you by UX Torches, providers of high-efficiency LED military-grade aluminium body torches. They're waterproof and long-range, also perfect for outdoor activities such as hiking and camping. Or, if like me, you only need it to take your bins out at night time, order today at uxtorches.com. The letter U, the letter X, torches.com. Wealthy people. But back to the, the, the um, thing we were talking about. I, I was learning about regional development in one of my classes, like economic uh, economic policy, um, industrial policy, industrial policy, and like regional development. And the amount of money that we're, like the UK, well, firstly, the UK is actually a massive manufacturing uh, country yeah which i did not know about hmm. yeah i didn't either i'm I, just trying to find the statistic but it, people always say we cl- like all our industries are gone or like a lot of them before we move on it's time for an ad break today's episode is brought to you by ux torches providers of high efficiency led military grade aluminium body torches they're waterproof and long range also perfect for outdoor activities such as hiking and camping or if like me you only need it to take your bins out at night time order today at uxtorches.com the letter u the letter x torches.com in terms of uh it was the statistic was going crazy it was like we were the top 10 of like world's largest manufacturing countries in terms of money like it was, it was we're huge which i did not realize manufacturing what though like everything in terms of like global trade and and, and manufacturing we, we would i'm trying to find the data okay here we go leading countries on oh this is 2015 though but even still leading countries on manufacturing output 2015 we were one two three four five six seven eight we're ninth biggest in the world that's really good hmm. You wouldn't think that looking around this country, to be honest. No, you wouldn't. Which you must think some of these other countries really aren't making a lot. Yeah. I wonder what... What are we manufacturing? Mm, Our our automotive industry, the car industry is pretty big. Yeah, Um, the car... That's what I was thinking, the cars. But even that, a lot of that has gone... Oh, yeah, for sure. It, loads of it got outsourced. Statistia UK manufacturing breakdown. Statistia, remember Statistia from uni? Mm. It's, um, yeah, it, I'm st- I've still got it. So you can sometimes find some pretty good graphs. I think maybe I'm looking too hard on uh, data and stuff at the minute. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I know I wanted to talk about changing the subject slightly or do you want to talk about that gene editing thing it's up to you I don't mind we can talk about what you wanted let's do the gene editing thing yeah I guess that's kind of similar to where in the sense that they're modifying stuff yeah so the this BBC article from today is talking about the government introducing a bill to parliament and today 
paving the way for genetically edited plants and animals to be grown and raised for food in England. And like, before we begin this, it's worth noting that like the difference between gene editing and gene modification is in gene editing, a section of the plant's DNA is basically taken out. The, in gene modification, a section of the DNA is added from something else. So gene modification replaces DNA, but editing like removes it. And the reason, um, the reason like they're able to do this now is because um, the technology like isn't used, wasn't used before because Britain was in the, um, the UK was in the European Union. Mm -hmm. But now well, they the didn't allow it. Yeah. Continue, sorry. Yeah, it, it says like the government set like the new legislation that they're trying to pass um, would only apply to plants first. That's what they're saying. And they think it can help um, crops become more resistant to like certain things that are damaging them and that they think it will create new businesses and new new foods that's what they're saying and then uh, on the other hand people are worried about the uh the the disadvantages people are very worried about gm food i i think i heard when i was younger that it could cause cancer but I don't want to just be spreading false information, so I'm gonna to have to search in. But yeah, I think yeah. The, uh, the worry is when it gets into modifying animals, though. Yeah, they said here in the article that says there's less support for the use of gene editing on animals because the technology might cause suffering. But but a lot of the time they like to do it because it. Um, it helps livestock become resistant to diseases. Mm -hmm. But then, the, but then also the problem with this is, it it will be used if they were to use it on animals. It will be used to boost productivity, but and create basically create I more animals. Better meat, better meats, like better uh, yeah meat meat like muscle and stuff. But the problem is, it will it will it will just create it will just increase farming. But at the same time, they're saying, oh, we need to become vegetarian and we need to do all these green things. But if simultaneously they're like increasing farming, then it doesn't it doesn't make sense. Right. Why, why, why would that make them increase farming, though? I thought they'd be able well, to it would... farming because they'd get, be getting better yields, essentially, whether it's on meat or plants then it would be about less if they do it if they make the animals less like more resistant to diseases then it probably means that they'll just be more livestock although maybe you're right maybe it would maybe it just mean that the, they'd be able to use more of yeah. what they have i'm not and really there'll sure. be less wastage in which case it would be good but if it's used to i forgot the word but create more farms basically then it's not, um, mm -hmm. I don't it's think not, they should do it. It's not brilliant, yeah. I found back from when I was searching the cancer thing, 
There's no proven evidence of a link between genetically modified foods now on the market and cancer risk. This is from the cancer ca cancercouncil.org, which is a charity that last year received two million pounds by the, the farming industry. I made that last bit up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, what are we talking about? All oh, right, the genetically modified thing. Have you seen, let me try to send you this. I found this video of mass farming. Um, I think it's in the US. And it like the size of these farms, you will not believe how big these farms are. Mm. It is amazing. Like when you go and buy food, think of how much food is in the supermarket at that point that you're in there and times that by all the branches that exist in just one country it's actually amazing how much food we consume oh yeah and, uh, and, and think, think about all that has to be all that is just at that one point in time all that food is there and that has to be replicated every day because obviously it's fresh so there's just so much basically just so many animals all the time being killed yeah at so, once they were just getting but billion i think it's in the billions wait andrew put i sent on your whatsapp this uh video of the mass farm so open it and just like play it in the background as we're speaking and just see the size of this thing okay andrew guess how many animals were killed in the u.s last year for food Chickens, turkeys, cows. I'm not. Is it in like almost uh, more than a billion? It'll be yeah. way more than that. Okay. okay. Um, Bearing in mind, where are we now? We're in May. So, how many were we? Five months into the year, six months into the year. And according to animalclock.org, 21 but almost 22 billion animals have been killed in the u.s for, for food this year they're saying eight billion chickens i mean chicken chicken Already? yeah chick, chicken is good um hmm. 200 is, is that 214 million uh turkeys 36 million cows 120 million pigs 23 million ducks 43 million shellfish, which I didn't expect. I mean, it makes, is that just for US consumption or does it just say in the... Uh, yeah, for, I mean, in the United States, but I'm pretty sure... Probably that mostly for them. They produce, they consume it internally. I'm yeah, because no, because, yeah, that's true. That's a lot. I but mean, it makes sense, because think of how much one family would eat, like how many different meats they would buy in one week. Mm -hmm. that's a lot <laughs> it's a huge amount which i'm is... thinking of trying vegetarianism but not like completely i'd say like just reducing yeah okay that's still according to this i did 21 billion divided by 300 million which is roughly the number of people in the united states and it's saying 70 so in a year each person eats 
a piece of meat every five days, roughly 70 inch free. You know what I'm saying? Probably more more frequent than that. Mm, that's the that's including that's including like babies and stuff is 300 that's, million that's true <laughs> but it makes sense because of all the like so, all the fast, fast food and stuff they they need that much mm, of their products it makes me laugh how um people are so against people going out and hunting their own food saying oh they're savage people <laughs> yet yeah, think of like the proportion of those compared to did you watch the farm video i sent yeah is, is that not just the most ridiculous that's yeah, not it's a farm a... is it it's just enormous mm. and it's gargantuous yeah people should i mean in the old well in the really old days people did their own farming and foraging and people just ate what they like people didn't live beyond their means they just got what they needed for that day or whatever and then ate it but now people people will buy so many things and just throw them away because they won't eat them yeah, yeah. I, I must admit i do sometimes do that but the problem it is happens I, sometimes but some people will just buy so many things for no reason uh, yeah the culture of consumerism is not good but no. I, I try to eat quite green so like loads of my salads and stuff after three days it just goes off so sometimes yeah salad salad yeah. you have to eat them because they go it, it's like a hard bad. one I, yeah i try to eat when i have like food that has meat in it i try to have lots of veg like i don't like with it so that i get full from that rather than needing to eat more meat but mm-hmm. no i get you that's good it's good to have a balance i can't lie i eat a lot of meat these days I, I do eat it a lot, but not like um when I eat, I don't eat loads. I eat like like some people will eat loads in one sitting, but yeah. I, I ate three chicken breasts yesterday. <laughs> That's not small. No, but, but I mean it, the problem with vegetarianism is it doesn't fill you up as much. So that's why a lot of people eat end up preferring meat. Well also the taste but it just doesn't fill you up no it doesn't mate it doesn't i know unless I'm... you have loads of like rice or grains or whatever yeah rice can be pretty good i wanted to talk about what time is it we've got a little bit of time left i wanted to talk about this uh this woman she lives in el salvador you know the ms13 gang mm. well no, she's I don't know anything about these groups. Uh, the, the MS-13, they're in like Mexico, El Salvador. They're a huge gang. They're a very violent criminal gang. And I was watching a Vice earlier on this woman. Her nickname's The Ghost. She's this uh, assassin for the MS-13 gang. And basically, when she was a kid, this woman growing up, her uh, parents migrated to the United States. So she was living with her auntie. And her auntie's partner, this man, used to molest her, this, this young girl. And one time he raped her, and then she was 13 years old. And then she went into the kitchen one day, got her mum's gun, and just shot him in the head and killed this guy at 13 after he raped her. And then uh, she said ever since then, she's had this hatred for men. 
So when she signed up to the gang, she started like doing a lot of assassin jobs, being coming like a hit, a hit man or hit woman, hit person these days. And, um, <laughs> and um, yeah, she said every time she killed a man, she uh, felt like some, some of that kind of anger towards men just went away a little bit. And yeah, so she killed her first at 13. She's now 33 years old. And uh, when they were filming her, she was pregnant and they were saying, when's the baby due? She was like, oh, it's due like a few months. But she was like, but when the baby is born, she's taken five months off. She's only killing <laughs> people for five, five months. Five months only? Yeah, which is good. Uh, good, responsible <laughs> parenting. Got to look after your kid. Hey, a bad person, but good parent, maybe. Well, yeah. I wonder what it's like to be like one of these. She's probably always on edge. Because I'm sure there's like to think so, unless they're a psychopath. It has to just she be probably having... has a bounty on her head. There's probably loads of people that want to kill, want her assassinated, unless she's so good that no one would know. Well, they call, they call her the ghost. But well, yeah, maybe maybe she isn't. Maybe they don't know who she is. I mean, she looked pretty distinct, like she had a mask. What on. did they show? No, what, she they showed a, her. It showed her, but she had a mask on and glasses. But it's one like I always think if I if I saw my friend with a mask on and glasses and heard him talk, I could recognize them. That's true. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm. Oh, these people just genuinely don't care. Maybe she was an actress, and but like obviously, just they got the interview from the real person, but they used an. Did yeah. it say they used real, an? Actress? Real? No, no. They would have. They they. Well. They would have put if it was an actor. They would have put reconstruction or something. Mm. They usually that's, that's brave of her. Well, it's brave. I think she's just a crazy person. Well, maybe They're living in El Salvador. I don't know how corrupt the uh, system is there, but she's probably got connections in the uh, like justice system and things. How even in this country you can have connections within the justice system, you know? Mm, true. <laughs> Talking of which. Can we mention the Sue Gray's final report for Partygate or not? We can. <laughs> Do you know about how um, the Prime Minister met this Sue Gray that's writing the report, met with her a couple of weeks before the report was released? And yeah, and apparently he was just saying things to her. Well, the thing about this Sue Gray... That's intimidatory. I think. But the thing about Sue Gray is she works for, she's in the civil service, but she's basically employed by the prime minister. So it's like asking someone to write, to, to write a report on their manager and hope like, and try to be honest, but like not get fired at the same time. Yeah, that's, that's a great, that's a great analogy. And if that's really how it is, then uh, clearly that's not going to be entirely objective. You're going to be scared. Like she's, you can't even- Yeah, it's not her. objective. That's the she's thing. She's got a mortgage probably. She's got a house. Like she's probably got a family. Like she's trying to survive like everybody else. And if, yeah, you got to write this damning, I mean, it's probably one of the biggest kind of, what is this, like a referral type disciplinary uh, report thing in, in the country right now, for sure. Like, it's, there's so much weight and power behind this report. It's a bit of a circus, though, because everyone knows, 
everyone knew that the conclusion of it, like it was a foregone conclusion, but they just went ahead and did this whole thing because Boris Johnson knows that he will survive this. So him actually doing this report or allowing it, he can spin it and say, oh, look, I allowed this report to happen and the findings, um, you know, the, mm -hmm. I, I'm, I'm still in office, basically. Yeah, well, here's the thing. It's the report. It's kind of crazy how wasn't he? He didn't get fined, but loads of other people did because if he yeah. did get fined, that would have meant the police were officially acknowledging he broke the lockdown rules, right? But that didn't happen. Yeah, in here it says, um, as you, it says in the Grace says many of the events in the. Events she looked into should not have been allowed to happen, and that the senior leadership at the centre, both political and official, must bear responsibility for this for this culture. Notice how she says senior leadership, both political and official, but doesn't say Boris Johnson. And this is how what she. This said. is in the actual. I'm on the page now. This is in like this is on the BBC oh, live thing. Public domain. Can we all read it? Well, the, the, it's not the actual report, it's just on BBC News, like, mm -hmm. it's just... Can you save the, uh, the, the articles you're looking at, and then like, I, can, I can put them up on the video, and I'll edit them in? It's, it's oh, not wow. our, it's the live reporting on BBC I have BBC not seen News. these photos before. I mean, that's definitely... Oh, the, are you on the BBC? Yeah, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten... 11, 12, there's like 20 people there and they are drinking. That's definitely a party. I can see the ones where there's people blurred out. Yeah, you can see wine bottles and wine glasses. The thing um, is though, if this was just something after work, would you not do it? Would you just, in this time, would you just not do it? Or if this was outside of COVID times, wouldn't you do it outside of work? Yeah, but you know when this was, right? This was right in the middle of a lockdown. I mean, yeah. I've never seen these photos before. And all these people do not live here. That's pretty damning. If, if you're with 20 Who was taking, I want to know, oh, is this like CCTV footage? Yes, maybe, we'll talk about it in a sec, one sec. If you're with 20 people, right, and, and you're drinking like this, imagine if it, when you're with 20 people and you're all drinking, bro, that's a party. Yeah, that's true. Think about as soon it, as you become alive, I'm with 20 people and you're drinking and you all know each other. Yeah, as soon as yeah. it stops being work, like as soon as you stop doing work and you involve alcohol, you can basically say that's a party. And it was in June 2020. It was in the middle of a lockdown when people weren't allowed to go see their fam family members dying in hospital. You weren't allowed to go see them because of the rules that he puts in. He's just there at the same time. It, well, yeah. <laughs> but I wonder, yeah. like, I want, like, this has been dragged out for months now. Mm. I wonder if this will actually go anywhere, because I don't think it will. I don't think, I think it'll, it'll job because of Ukraine. Ukraine saved It'll them. be like that Allegra Stratton thing where someone will just get fired, but it won't be Him. the actual prime minister. But the thing about... Um, Ukraine is like the people are saying oh you can't change a leader during a crisis but they did it before 
Like it's yeah. been done before. It's just not ideal, but you can you can change leadership. But I think he like even conservative members take like us uh, like turning away from Boris or have been. Yeah, I heard I heard some of the top top dogs were. So how in you know you understand politics better than most people. You studied it, right? So how how much uh influence and power if if the 20 if the top like 10 people around him say five of them disagree with what he's doing how much influence do they have on decisions well there's what in like the cabinet yeah in the cabinet i mean if there's enough if there's enough of them they can try to oust him but the problem is the reason why it can be hard is if if the if the electorate or the members, because the members are involved in like finding the next leader, if the members like him and the MPs, if they both like him, but the the cabinet doesn't, like he's unlikely to go anywhere because the new leader wouldn't be as popular. But I think if like if enough of um, MPs dislike him and hand like and hand in because you have to do this thing in the Conservative Party where you you hand in like a letter of no confidence to Graham Brady, which is this the leader of the nineteen mm-hmm. I've forgotten which committee the nineteen something committee, which is basically a group of backbenchers. And if like enough of them hand it in, I think it's fifty. Oh, uh, it's a ninety. Yeah, I knew it was a I lot. Think it's, I can't remember, if a certain number of MPs hand in a letter of no confidence, it triggers, it can trigger leadership election, but I don't think that will happen because although, like, although Boris has a lot of faults, at least he he does seem to win election well. He was popular, but I... Don't think he is as much anymore. Okay, it says here, yeah, you were right. The 1922 committee, that's it. It takes 54 letters of no confidence to trigger a vote of no confidence. So 54 letters saying a vote of no confidence basically threatens the prime minister's job and that they can vote someone else in. Yeah. So you need 54 of them to all say, hey, Boris. It did away. start happening a few months ago, but... You didn't get it, enough numbers. Yeah, it died. That died. But I think the problem, like there was actually a rumour that Boris is going to call an election for next year. Oh, really? I heard somewhere. And I actually think, I don't think they would get a majority, but they definitely do better than Labour. Oh, really? Yeah. But yeah, the problem is with this, yes, he's bad, but the alternative, like the alternative options aren't um, organised like the... The Labour side isn't really organised. They they should be gaining during this. Hmm? Should be, isn't it? It's easy points. It's easy. Yeah, they should be gaining. They should. Well, here's the problem, though. Keir Starmer got caught. He said, Keir Starmer said, you know, if I was getting investigated by the police, he'd stand down and stuff about this. And now Keir Starmer's getting investigated by the police for breaking his lockdown for breaking the rules and lockdown as well and he's not standing down so well no i think he said if he gets fined oh if he gets fined and he actually hasn't gotten fined but boris johnson is a proven lawbreaker and liar <laughs> he, okay 
I mean, so, a fair enough Keir Starmer hasn't got fined. But remember Keir Starmer, he owns a law firm, right? So think oh, yeah. if they try to if they try to fine him, if you own a company which, you know, this is full of lawyers, and I suspect it's quite a good one, and you you know what I mean. You're probably you're probably not gonna I, mean, I don't know, I don't know if that legal battle happened or not. Did mm. it? It'd be an interesting thing to find out. I think the police said they're not finding him or they're not investigating or they're they're basically not pursuing it. But with yeah. Boris, Still Boris right. has Mm-hmm. No, sorry. Boris is like known to have broken the law before as well, and he's, <laughs> he he thing is he's breaking the law in office. So I don't know how he's still there. Yeah, well, that's the thing. That's why the police didn't find him directly because that would state mm. that's basically the police saying he was at this party, he was breaking the basically with the Boris thing. Um, the fact that the police didn't find him means that officially the police investigated him and found Boris not to be breaking any law. Yeah, some of the people that he was at the part, quote unquote party thing with did get fined. So if he was at the same thing that they were at, the police have kind of ignored, if there's proof that he was at the same thing they were at, but Boris did go to an event that was illegal, did break the law. Yeah, I mean, it's not, they kind of, by not finding him, they gave people the answers, basically. But he says, um, yeah, he says uh, he's giving a statement at 12.30. Today. Why doesn't he yeah. just come out and say, I'm sorry, what I did was wrong. I really messed up. I'm a, like, because people know he's lying. It's like they can't work out that the public, like, they assume the public is stupid. The public know what's going on. Well, some of us do. And he said he's also attending a meeting with the 1922 committee. That's him. That's because he knows people might be handing in their letters after this. But I'm not I'm not sure if this will go anywhere. Well, I don't he's not going to lose his job now. No. He will like, like he's been prime minister for a while. Can't can he just you know give the job to someone better? Yeah, but you don't want to give when the thing is though, you don't want to give that power away. Whoever does one term and then decides not to run for another term, every time, whether it's in the UK or the US, every time, whether they win or not the second term, they always try to get that second term. Like the reason why I like it with the, how Trump was is because Trump was a straight up like billionaire. You see the size of his jet and things. Yeah, he had to do this job, like long hours, lots of pressure in the White House. And um, he still wanted to do it again. His life was amazing before, yet he still wanted to do that job again. That's true. It's the power. Yeah, he's power hungry, well, Boris is. Boris has wanted this job for a long time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He, like, there was literal evidence of people like Piers Morgan, like interviews from back in 2015, of people like Piers Morgan saying, oh, you know, I like Boris, he's very well driven, he keeps, he's telling me he wants to be the Prime Minister one day, da da da, and the Brexit, when Brexit happened, that was an opportunity for him to manoeuvre himself into a position where he could take it, right? Mm. So that's yeah. why he voted for Brexit. So he could like that's why he tried to get Brexit done. Well, did yeah, because he could get um, North like 
the people that voted for like he needed support from a lot of northern places to oh. win which he's lost now because of level because of the leveling up policy which is not delivering he's basically lost that support or a well, lot of it it's very hard to deliver the policy when your government spending has been off the charts biggest government spending <laughs> since the second world war it's yeah like, problem covid whether people whether what they're doing was good before or not covid made it a hell of a lot harder to do this yeah the spending during like, that was incredible astronomical off the charts but it's interesting the north south divide thing you said uh we were learning about it and our uh lecturer was explaining how um the the north south divide in the north the manufacturing they benefit by manufacturing more than London and the Southeast do by, I think it's something like a factor of six is how much more that the North benefit from manufacturing and with manufacturing, guess what? They export a lot of it. And our, our biggest trading partner is the EU. So mm. the fact that they voted for this, all of their towns and their cities, which are much more dependent on manufacturing than the South, they voted to exit a trade agreement with their biggest, they, they voted basically something that, resulted in them exiting a trade agreement with Brexit with their biggest trading partner. All of these people voted that. And that's, I mean, if they knew that fact, how many more of them do you think would vote that? Probably less. Yeah, I don't, yeah, unless they've got some investment, uh, like unless they would do some investment that would help counter that loss of trade, I don't mm. they would vote that. But I think it's, well, actually, Maybe they would because Brexit is like an ideological thing for a lot of people rather than yeah, rather yeah. than like a practical economic thing. A lot logical. of it is logical. Well, a lot of it is like an is like kind of ideology driven and like feeling driven. So you wouldn't act, saying these things to them wouldn't necessarily sway them. No, it's true, it's true, but still I think. It would sway some people that because that's why their industries are decimated. All right. I know you've got to go. Should we wrap this up? Okay. All right. Cheers for doing this.